the dog just went into. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but this is You're funny. You're the worst. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna get a new co-host, Bryce. <laughs> you need, you've gone Jason's so downhill. Jason's available. I'm just saying. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 94, recorded on August 15th, 2022. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we continue with part three of our four-part interview with Kate Gregory, where we talk about the future of CPP North and her most recently released Pluralsight courses. My elderflower cordial situation, which is a perfectly ordinary drink in, in the UK. And every time I go, I bring back like four or five bottles. <laughs> wrapped up in my suitcase like some people might bring back scotch if you're going if you're Mm -hmm. going to scotland bryce maybe you're going to bring back a lot of scotch but i would just it'd be elderflower cordial coming home with me i am i am traveling pretty light to scotland it's just going to be a carry-on bag so i think uh nothing nothing's going to be coming back with me my my favorite thing this is going to i mean i'm going to get flamed for this but when i went to ireland for the second time to visit my sister earlier this year don't I ended up bring eating... up the fact that you think you're Irish. No, no. That's it. <laughs> not the point here. I mean, I am half Irish. Uh, I just uh, will not do the... I, I don't think actually on this podcast I have done an Irish accent. You've t- that, told that, the story. Correct. I'm not going you to. You have I'm not, not going because to. I would not let you publish an episode <laughs> I mean, in which you did the Scottish, <laughs> the Irish accent because you would be banned from returning to Ireland. I don't think that's true. I got a, I got a legal, I got a legal, a legal sister. I don't know what the opposite of a legal sister is, but she's, she's my sister and she lives there. So I get to go. Um, but the, the thing I was going to mention is that uh, I discovered this protein bar called Fulfill and the mint flavor is the best protein bar I've ever had. So, I mean, Kate's got her black licorice Mentos and I think it was elderflower tea, I can't, elderflower something, something. Elderflower cordial. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and Bryce has got a secret hot chocolate. What? That's a little bit it's all got a thing. <laughs> or sorry, what is, I don't even, I, I heard elderflower and I think my brain just like attached because I've seen elderflower. What is cordial? <laughs> well, it's, a con, it's a concentrated fruit flavored syrup. You add water to it. Then you drink it. And it's like, like you could think of it as like a lemonade con concentrate like or something a european but it, kool-aid kind of thing yeah but it's but it's so the the number one thing in england is ribena which is black currant you can get ribena here um there's a lime thing which you can get here but the elderflower is made from the flowers of el- i actually planted elders at my house so that i can it's a long-term strategy it's going to be another 10 years or so but eventually i can make my own elderflower cordial oh wow yeah, that makes, I never, I've always just heard elderflower together. I never put together, I mean, well, that's, there's other flowers like sunflower that you don't say without the flower part. So no, but elder so is an actual plant. There's elderflowers and there's elderberries, right? Your, was it your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries? Might be the way around. So Monty Python, no, you can't do Monty Python. Oh my goodness. I know Monty Python. I just don't, you know, tis but a scratch. See, I've redeemed myself a little bit. <laughs> Um, I just haven't seen them all. Yeah, uh, so el- elderberries and elderflowers both come from elders. Yes, which is a okay. tree thing. Good to know, good to know. All right, so we've got, I think, roughly 15 minutes-ish left. Um, 
before we get to to sort of talking about because uh, I think we should talk a little bit about your pluralsight because it's topical pluralsight course. Um, is there anything we can you want to say about uh, future CPP North while we're on the topic of where we took a little digression to talk about sort of food and, so, and travel and whatnot? I would definitely say plan on being there next summer, and and there may be an opportunity. Uh, we're discussing whether or not it's possible to let people have a super, super, super early bird while they're still remembering how great it was. Um, oh, wow. But if, he, but if you can't book now, you can at least uh, talk to work about it now. An awful lot of people on Twitter were like, why was I not told this conference was happening? I would have gone. And it's like, well, come come for 2023 then. We'll be very happy to have you. Yeah, it's, it's hard with a first-time conference because I feel like the inner... I don't want to call it inner circle, but like the folks that are on C++ Twitter and that, you know, listen to C++ podcasts and because I think CPP cast had an episode that um, who went? Was it Diana and Nat that both went on? Um, I think I think Diana and Jason went on one and Nat and Mike went on another, but I but I may have the pairings mixed up. Okay, um, yeah. But but you know what? When I asked in the keynote, how many of you, is this the first conference you've ever been to? And like a third of the room put their hand up. Yeah, that's true. So that's that true. was impressive. So we did get, you know, we did get some reach, but it's, I think it's always in subsequent years after, after you've done it once and you've got people talking about it and trip reports going out and stuff and well, everyone's saying, oh, that, did you? We proved that we can do it, right? Like you put together a program that was a damn good conference program and the speakers all had a good time. The attendees all had a good time. The venue is magical. And, you know, I, I, probably my favorite moment of the whole conference was Tuesday morning announcements when Mike said, lunch today is on the streets of Toronto. You know, just, just go out and find a place and spend $3 on a sandwich at St. Lawrence Market. Um, the idea that people could spend eat, more than $3. You spent a little bit more that. than $3. <laughs> we didn't go to St. Lawrence Market. We went to Miku, which is very yummy, but yes. But that's kind of the deal, right? Like you can you can get you can get a burger or some fries and gravy or whatever, or you can you can have a very sophisticated meal, and it's up to you. And you're not in a in a a conference center in the middle of nowhere where it's literally an hour walk just out through the parking lot. Uh, I, I I was in I was in Orlando in June or July because that's when you want to go to Orlando. And the, the speaker hotel was right next to the conference center, so they didn't run a bus. And it took 25 minutes to walk through the hotel parking lot, across the street, and through the convention center parking lot, where you finally collapsed in a puddle of sweat inside the first air conditioning you've been in. Wow. And then I was like, you need a bus. I'm not, I'm not doing this walk every day. It's so gross. Um, but, you know, like that's the scale of a lot of of conference centers they're huge and yeah. they're and they're not you, you, well, yeah I, I um i think conferences that are in the city center are that that's the best option yeah it sometimes can be well sometimes it typically is a lot more expensive which is why certain conferences choose i won't say outskirty areas but just definitely it's not city center but the advantage yes, but, of but if you're um if you're at a conference location where the uh the venue has you as a captive audience they can charge whatever they want for food yeah and then like it it if you're uh if people are saving you know 100 or 200 bucks a night on uh you know the room rate but they have no choice but to spend 100 bucks a day on food they're not gaining yeah 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or uh, I remember I, I like to have a can or a bottle of Coke uh, in the morning. I'll have one coffee and then I switch to Coca-Cola. And being in venues where they're like, no, I'm sorry, this is the Pepsi building. You can only yeah. have Pepsi. <laughs> and also every, ever like even, even in expensive cities like Toronto and New York, there are budget options for lodging. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm super happy with the, with the locale and being able to walk from the train station. You know, I know Patrice took the train from Montreal. I took the go train from the outskirts of town, you know, this carbon footprint thing is real and you know you don't necessarily have to fly i, I think it's the future yeah i i can quote um titus winters who as bryce can reaffirm is a, a worldly individual with a man of tastes uh and when i was chatting with him at the end of the conference he, and he wasn't even saying this just about CPP North because I think he had been there before for a committee meeting in 2017 or so. And he said, of all the places I visited, Toronto really is one of his favorites because of the diversity of food options. Like Toronto has great food in general, but also just a great diversity of different, you know, basically authentic uh, cuisines from different parts of the world because that is basically the people that make up Toronto is we've yeah. got different little micro communities and, you know, we all blend together, but like you can go to uh, different parts of town and get, you know, really good sushi or really good Indian food or, you know, choose your cuisine. Basically you can find it. And he said in his list of top restaurants, like a couple of them are in Toronto, which yeah. I guess I kind of take that for granted that, you know, I haven't lived in a ton of places. Definitely it's got better food options than Sunnyvale, California. Oh, that, that's not true. <laughs> Although it's a re- it's a real shame that you can't get a decent bagel oh. anywhere in Toronto. <laughs> we did so well. We did so well. Um, I mean, did we did we I even actually, settle the I debate? Expected, I expected somebody to like kidnap me and sit me down like blindfolded and do a blind taste test of bagels while I was there. I was a little disappointed that didn't happen. I think there was Francis um, who was uh, a member of the C++ Montreal um, um, meetup who came from Montreal, I believe, uh, was there and I believe brought bagels on a Sunday maybe before the conference started. Uh, I can't remember exactly uh, I, what um, happened. I flew in late on Sunday. I see. Well, you well, missed the bagels. You missed the maple tarts. You're not getting the full conference experience, right? I, I will I will say this. Um, sorry. <laughs> the dog is eating something. I don't know what the dog's eating. I will say this. Uh, for next year... I I will I will agree to to a bagel blind test if somebody will arrange it. <laughs> you right, bring we'll, some from we'll... you bring some from from New York. We'll get the Montreal folks to bring some. We'll get some bread donuts from Toronto, but we'll also get some like real real bagels from Toronto as well. We'll do some sort of bagel off. We'll we'll figure out how to make it happen. Um, all right. I, in the last, I don't pe- think you should be eating that. Oh, he's not talking to us. He's talking, no, to, the talking to the dog. Right. So you want to talk? Like, you want to talk about the course? Yeah. Um, so this just got launched. If I'm following the twitters correctly, correct? Yes, like the last business day of July or something. I know I was, I was so busy in July. I was so crazy busy. In really? July. What, what were you doing, Kate? What were you doing? <laughs> I was like running this conference and practicing my keynote. And the way that I make I do the courses is first I write everything 100% totally written. Uh, all of the demos tested on all the operating systems, everything ready to rock, and then I start to record. And then in a, in week one, I like record a module, and then I give it to my editor. And in week two, 
uh, I record a module and I get the first one back from my editor and I review it and then I send it to a tech reviewer and blah, blah. And so there's like a pipeline, right? And so we get to the conference and I had just finished recording everything, but there were like four modules in the pipeline. So um, after the conference, I got everything reviewed, edited, and and slammed over, but Pluralsight was gonna be away for a week. So I'm like, ah, I'm gonna miss it. They're gonna be away from like August 4th to 9th or something. But no, on that Friday, they took it live. So whatever the last Friday in July was, the course went live. And it's a complete rewrite. It's taken me months of the C++ fundamentals course. So this is like the entry point for people who know some programming languages, but don't know C++ and take them from zero to C++ programmer. And I've had this course there for a really long time and it gets updated with new versions of C++, but also every time I update it, I change usually something very significant. So at one point I keep moving pointers, for example, further and further into the course because I just don't think you need pointers. It's no big deal. Like, well, we can do polymorphism and stuff with references. We'll mention pointers eventually, but it's no, it's not as important as people used to think it was. Um, I added a whole new section this time on error handling because it's a big deal and there's not a lot of syntax in it because it's mostly strategy. It's like, well, you could return a bool, true or false, success or fail, or you could return an optional, or you could return some sort of an error object, or you could have out params and blah. We end up talking about expected. There is, you can also throw an exception. Okay. Well, exceptions happen, but we talk about except, expected first. And I would like to do stood expected, but I can't because we're in C20, but Psy has a nice one. So I say, here's here's you know Psy's uh, expected and it's, and it's lovely. Here's how to use it. And then we talk about exceptions. Then we talk about uh, RAII again, which has been talked about before, but how in the context of uh, both exceptions and returning early, you know, getting that guaranteed cleanup is good for you. So there's not a ton of syntax other than the exception syntax, but it's a sort of a, a strategic, uh, module that one's new this time around and just everything i think should be in a c plus plus introduction you know and did did you say that there was two because i heard you mention at one point what's new in c plus plus 20 and then c plus plus 20 in depth or something was there two so, courses yeah, so or? in c plus plus 20 fundamentals is let me see how many hours it is seven and a half hours of material so uh, that's a lot especially on plural site you know they have some one hour courses <laughs> Um, and for a while there, they had a brief fling with, we're not going to have long courses. Everything's going to be short and you, people can just take three courses, but they kind of changed their minds back. And I think that's good for this. But earlier this year, I did a what's new in C++ 20, which is like, you, you already know about C++ the language, you already work in it, but you just want to see what's been added. So I mm -hmm. talk briefly about, uh, modules and concepts and, you know, stood format and spaceship and just things that got added in 20 that I that I think people should know about. And uh, very quick demos just to show why you care. Uh, the time zone stuff in Chrono, that kind of thing. That mm. might slip by you otherwise. But you're, you're not going to learn C++ from a course like that. You know, so, so the right, fundamentals right. course is for the people who want to learn it. But I also have a learn to program in C++ course, which is for people who have never programmed in anything and are willing to learn C++ as their first programming language. And I know a lot of people tell me that's impossible, but like a lot of people have taken this course and been very happy. They, they don't want to have to learn something else first as like an admission price or table stakes or whatever, and then go learn the language they really want to work in. So I teach them C++ from the point of view of someone who, like sometimes you want the computer to do the same thing for you over and over again. We call this a loop, you know, and then I explain 
the, the various loops we have in C++. And it, that works, you know, um, it can be done. And I think it's uh, worth doing if you, for whatever reason, want to learn C++ first, go ahead. You don't have to learn something else. That is actually one of the, I'd say, strongest arguments. Not that I agree in general that C++ should be the the first language folks learn or is the best language as a first language. But if you're going to make that argument, one of the strongest arguments I've heard is that if you learn C++, C++ is a language that you can do anything you want, usually like 10 different ways, which means it's a superset of like almost everything in every other language. Like it, it's to a two like asterisk. That's not completely true. There obviously are things you can do, I'm sure, in Haskell or pure functional languages that you're not going to be able to identically replicate. But for, you know, in general, if you learn everything about C++, you're not going to be too surprised when you go to other languages. You'll be like, oh, this is just this, you know, the, the maybe from Haskell is like the optional and right. the, this thing from Java or this thing for Go or this thing in Swift. It's all going to be roughly equivalent to at least something in C++ because C++ basically has everything. Has absolutely everything, even things people really don't use anymore, but it's still in there. But, you know, imagine if you chose some language that doesn't have lambdas. And then when you moved to a language that did have lambdas, you'd have to learn the concept of lambdas. Whereas if you go learn C++ first, then you go to a language that doesn't have it, you're like, well, okay, I can figure out a workaround where I can get that ability that I want. So, but the key, the key to teaching a course like that is, you know, I'm not teaching function pointers. I'm, I'm not teaching um, C style arrays and pointer arithmetic to figure out where in the array you want to address. Blah, like, no, it's 100% C++. And standard library, and you know, very expressive and very accessible, and no, well, you have to be so smart to understand this. Most people are not wizardy enough to understand this, but I'm going to quickly review it with you. None of that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. We'll definitely leave links to to both of those and everything. I mean, well, I'll probably just copy and paste the show notes from each of these three slices, and they'll be the same. So in case you heard something two episodes ago. And you're like, oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. It'll be in the show notes for each of these. And uh, we haven't done this historically, but I um, have actually made a mental note of trying to do this at the end of guest episodes. But then I just always forget because we never do it regularly. Is asking if there's anything in general that you want to either mention or talk or or plug or uh, this is coming up. um, Because, yeah, I think... You know, we have a platform or the platform is growing. According to Bryce, we have According fans. According to Bryce. And, well, uh, uh, for people who are in Europe, I am. I have fans. I don't know about you, Tom. Bryce has fans. <laughs> Bryce's hair has fans. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to be in Norway um, in about two weeks. Uh, oh, wow. At, uh, NDC. Does anyone know how to say the name of the town that NDC Tech Town is in? I wouldn't advise any of us trying it. Wait. Yeah. Is it? I'm going to. This is going to. I'm going to take a risk. God, wait, he's he's going to be banned this, from Norway next. No, this is going to be a city that's like not even in Norway. Um, but I thought for sure Oslo is no, Oslo. No, no, that's where you fly to. But it's in it's spelled <laughs> Kongsberg, but there's two dots on the O, so I don't think you say it. Might be like Kongsberg or something like that. We know we know the name of the town, Connor. We're not guessing random towns in Norway. We just want to know how to pronounce it. I was I was concerned that I didn't. I didn't have Oslo in the right country and it wasn't in Norway. And that's why I was like, well, it clearly can't be Oslo because we all know how to pronounce Oslo. Well, no, because I know that, uh, okay, basically I don't, I'm terrible at geography. Um, but no, I don't know how to pronounce Konsberg. It sounds like, um, something like that. And that's what, so that's not an NDC, is it? That's a different conference. NDC tech town. 
NDC or Tech Town, which has got a very C++ focus. There's a lot of NDC action in various places, but Tech Town has got the kind of C++. And when does, so this is two weeks. So when does that, because maybe, so that's going to be 29th. So what we'll actually do, this will be a little bit confusing for the listener because this will be the third episode of three the first of which will be airing on the 26th. So you're hearing this outro from Kate, which is at the tail end of three different conversations. But just so folks know that uh, that's happening. And Whoa. I'm sure... You're really going to edit it like that? Bryce, literally our last two episodes, I said, I'm going to cut it off, boom, right here. And then you were like, please don't do that. That'll be bad. And then I made that the intro to episode... <laughs> 989 or whatever it was i guess this is what i get for not uh for not exerting any editorial control or even listening to the episodes of this podcast that's right Bryce always says i'm not gonna let you put that in or you, you know we're not doing that but that never it has any impact because i'm the one that does all the slicing <laughs> okay. and cutting you're the you're the one who's editing yep yeah, Sometimes but I just but speed Bryce's I, voice up at 10x, and then he I just am talks the executive producer, <laughs> and I believe I am the headliner, right? I think every once in a while I should like turn Bryce's mic down, and then like in your narrator voice, you can go. He went on about bagels for some time, <laughs> and turn it back up. Yeah, like I said, I sometimes he'll talk about his furniture, and I'm like, this is the fifth time in ten episodes that the listener is hearing about his walnut or Wait, do you really do or that? whatever. I do, yeah, I do, Bryce. <laughs> listener, if you remember hearing me ten xing Bryce's voice, please leave a comment on uh, Twitter to uh, an at Bryce so that he knows. Not that he's aware. Um, my, I think my girlfriend would love to be able to do that because uh, she frequently <laughs> complains that I just repeat all my stories. She's like, you told me this like You four do. Or five I times. tell you that on this pot. I'm like, Bryce, they our listener knows. They've heard it four times and you're like, I don't care. It's our podcast and the listener is going to be entertained but, hearing but this like, but like with her, I genuinely am like, I've never told you this before and she's like, you've you've told me this three times. So you're Sounds old concerning. before your time. That's like that's yeah, like Yeah, she she's like, I can't imagine what you're going to be like when you're old. You're yeah. just going to have one story. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you're old, in addition to only having one story, you start your story like this. Now, I think it was in 1993, or maybe it was 94. No, I'm pretty sure it was 93. No, how old was Jennifer then? And like, you had yeah. like a 20 minute pre conversation to establish what year the story happened in before you can actually tell the story. That's the most frustrating thing, yes. Yeah, my grandparents are, are, are 88 and 92, and you ask them when something happened, and they'll like, they'll give you an estimate that's like, with like a, they won't give you a year they'll give you like a rough decade <laughs> like that was sometime in the 60s i don't know when and they'll, they'll tell you what what car they were driving or where they lived or something yeah. and that's supposed to figure it out but then they went into an argument about when they sold that car yeah <laughs> right um what else should i plug we didn't even talk about carbon i was about to ask oh yeah did we talk about carbon and i forgot that i forgot about that we, no, how could you? We just had the conversation, Bryce. Holy, you need to get your memory checked, my guy. Uh, well, look, I'm a little distracted. I'm babysitting the dog. I'm trying to keep the dog from eating whatever this thing used to be. I think it used to be a ball, but now it's like half a ball. Well, I mean, we uh, we had this till seven thirty. I'm not sure when your hard stop is. Okay, uh, we can I'm talk a little longer. It's not Let's dark go. out yet. Let's do it. All right, listener. Wait, could wait, be, I, I could... want to get more details on where Kate is right now because it seems to be like oh yeah, the a listener hasn't heard. Cabin of some sort. It is literally a log cabin. There's a brand of cabins called Pan Abode, and yeah. it is a cedar logs. And that they built this in like the '60s. This land was in the same family from the 30s until last year. 
Oh, wow. So the dog just went into... I'm, so, I'm sorry, but this is funny. You're the worst. I'm going to like. I'm gonna get a new co-host, Bryce. You need, you've gone Jason's so downhill. Jason's available. I'm just saying. Kate's in the middle of telling the dog us an epic story of seven decades. Eight, eight decades, nine decades, and Bryce's response. <laughs> Listen, folks, I've got a dog here, and I've got something to tell you. I tell you, you're on thin ice, Bryce. I'm gonna, I'm gonna replace you and record an episode. Of, you won't even know about it, I'll, and you'll be like, "Whoa, what's this? Why is everyone talking about?" I'm sorry, you being but replaced? the dog comes over with a toy that, like, I, re- I'm like, that doesn't look like one of the toys that she's been given yet. She must have retrieved it from out of my backpack, which I could have sworn was zipped. Dogs are sorry. smarter than you think. Wait till you get a yes. kid. You'll be yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> Anyways, so, we were talking log cabin, about log cabin. 1930s till 2021, and this is so. This is a acquisition or a yes. So acquisition is the correct word. I don't know why the they put it on the market last last year, but they did, and and we bought it. And um, we didn't get to spend a ton of time here last summer because uh, my daughter-in-law was having a very tough pregnancy and she needed a lot of support and she ended up in the hospital and blah blah. So I had a lot of free time, but we're coming here a lot more this summer and. Uh, it is it is just a cabin on the lake and it's a great place to disconnect. And it's it seems like you got awesome like that's my number one concern. I absolutely love nature, absolutely love hiking, all that stuff, swimming, etc. Uh but like my blood my second blood is uh is the internet and without like good internet I start to um suffocate. But it seems so, like you got fantastic internet there. I've got um, we've got pretty good internet. We've got pretty good internet. It's not um uh, it's not enormous bandwidth, like you you know you don't want to watch TV twenty four hours a day, but that's not why you're here, right? When you need mm-hmm. it, yeah, little spurt, you got good good bandwidth, and then then you turn it off or stop using it. Uh, we we chose our house based on having access to the internet thirty years ago. Like Did you? We, wow! Like you in those days, you could get a list of all the sites on on the internet that you could dial up to, and and we chose like we have to be a free call to this place and that place because we can dial up and get internet. And before we moved, I arranged with the Trent University, which is in Peterborough, to have a dial-up account that I could dial into so that I could telnet back to U of T to finish my work. Yeah, that's uh, that totally makes sense. I mean, I when I think about where I permanently want to live, like I don't know if it's number one, but like number four is like, do they have like fiber optic, like high-speed internet here? Because like you know, you can get by with less today. Uh, but like going forward, you're going to need, um, at least if you're going to be working remotely and spending all your days on zoom calls, et cetera. And, uh, NVIDIA is, you know, one of the companies inventing, inventing, uh, Omniverse, et cetera. And it's going to require a certain you're amount of bandwidth, bandwidth. Um, and that, uh, what you need is excellent bandwidth and then something to make you not care that you have bandwidth and walk away from it and leave your phone behind. Right. Which a lake, a lake does well, uh, it does well for that. It um, really does. A lake with our canoe. And this is a canoeing area. It's an unofficial crown land called the Frost Center Canoe Area. And it is, uh, it's got campsites and portages and all of that. And our cottage is actually in that canoe area. Yeah, I'll have to make a point of um, being able to make it out to the CPP North uh, post-retreat yeah. afterwards. Post-conference retreat. Year. I think that's a new tradition for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we won't be dealing with the carbon announcement <laughs> next year. Although someone said Google has promised to announce two programming languages next year, so that's fair. Yeah. 
Carbon Plus Plus and something else. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and have a great day.